Previously on that Cthulhu John. Pick up my phone, call the number. Yes, Detective Thompson. Let's just say that I'm a co-worker. You're certain that Gregor J. Sambor had something to do with Lenny's death? What do you mean, he's on to me? He believes that you have knowledge of the Avidians. Would you be willing to meet me tomorrow night? Sure. Well, I feel dizzy. And you are in an ambulance. Walter, it is going to be a week to receive treatment for this major wound. My house isn't really safe right now. Last time I was there, I called Byberry on my friend. Thompson was going to look into it for me. Patient named Ginger Fredrickson. Uh, Miss Fredrickson was checked out yesterday. May I ask by whom? She was released into the custody of a Derek Bradshaw. A John Doe came in yesterday. It says that the cause of death was poisoning by arsenic. I rolled that body out. You see the corpse of Lenny? When you pull him out, you see at the base of his neck, almost around the collarbone, two little puncture marks there. This autopsy report probably was falsified. Thanks for joining us for that Cthulhu Jaw, episode 52. We are a real play Call of Cthulhu podcast. I am George, your keeper of arcane lore. And with me are my friends and investigators, Chad. One friend and investigator. Ah, ah, ah. Chuck. Now I feel like I'm on the spot. That sucks. <laughs> hey, what's up, y'all? It's a monster of a different kind. And Jenny. Hi. It's <laughs> good stuff. All right, guys. So when we last left off, Walter was in the hospital. Laid up. Detective Thompson just got back from the mortuary where he found uh, some puncture marks on Leonard Cobb that were not listed in the autopsy report. Everybody's dirty. And then, what was Heather doing? She's still under the sea. (laughs) That's right. So Heather had that crazy delusion of her being uh, underwater and being her mermaid self. Afterwards, went back to Raquel McLeod's house, where you guys just kind of crashed for the night. Of the clan McLeod. I wanted to read Walter's book. That he, like, phonetically translate it and try and memorize some spells. Oh, wow. Okay. Give me an education roll, then. This is why she can't be left alone. Is there any one in particular you're trying to... Um, I want to ask her whichever one is the shortest. Because I feel like I have the most luck with memorizing it. Good idea. Um, a nice approach. Let me take a quick peek-see here. Peek-see. So it looks like the shortest one to memorize is the Dance of Blazing Death. And you gave an education roll and passed? I didn't roll yet. Okay, give me an education roll. It needs to be a hard pass, though. Okay. 
51. Ugh, I'd have to use a lot. I don't know why Gloria Stefan in my mind is the dance of Blazing Dead. That's a good one. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Gonna do that, that, that. No, you can't control yourself any longer. Is it worth using 20 luck points? Probably. No? Yeah. Well, you can if you want. Or you can push the roll. Wow. Oh, but do I... It's your first spell. It's okay. totally worth okay. 20 luck points. And I'm looking at Walter's book, not the little... What number do you need to hit? Like 40? 31. That's a real uh, hard push. Like a mm-hmm. 31% chance. <laughs> Here's the thing. Not all of it has been translated yet. Walter, of course, had to go to the hospital while they were in mid-translation of doing things. Oh, but you are his assistant, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. So if you want to continue helping to translate... Yes. All right, then give me an intelligence role instead of education. Thank you. Me smarter than schooling. <laughs> Street smarts. 66. So she's going over this with you. We're going to say this takes us out to the wee hours of the morning. All right. We're going to say like two in the morning for all this translating and stuff. But you can start trying to memorize that spell. Uh, the let me just let me just uh, tell you what uh, do. Oh, are you gonna really teach it to me? Yeah, be so fast. All right, so I'm gonna tell you the cost of the spell. It is twelve magic points and one d six sanity points. And, and what what was the other one? 12 magic and... 12 magic and 1d6 worth of sanity points. Okay. It also requires three orphans, a puppy. <laughs> Ooh. How did I lose so many magic points? What did I do? That was the seance with Raquel when we talked to uh, Raymond Tooley. How do you get magic points back? They're easier. What are they, one yeah, an hour? I believe, I believe uh, you get one an hour. Nice. So you should have all of them by now. Oh, so I should have have all of them back. back. Sweet, I got enough. (laughs) I'm flush with magic points then. Nice. I'm overflowing. One an hour? (laughs) Man, I have hundreds and thousands. (laughs) It can't go above what you had though, right? No. No, 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 you have your max. (laughs) You have a max level. So I was like, I got two spells in me then, if that's the case. No. Um, Okay. All right, so you do gain back some magic and uh you're starting to learn this spell a little bit but give me an education roll now it has to be a hard pass if you get an extreme pass even better okay eight. Oh shit is that extreme Ooh, yes nice what the fuck i don't know All how right. to do the thing did, did she just instantly memorize it Fill them. No, I believe you. I Look. believe you. <laughs> nice. nice tray. Jenny has just shown us her dice tray where she rolled the eight. Mm. I was scared one was going to roll as I tipped it, and I was like, it's never going to believe me. I swear. <laughs> All right, so with an extreme pass, Heather, um, it might take you another day or two to kind of actually get this down, but you're starting 
to understand this spell. I'm going to say it's going to take you, hold on, how many more days? It's going to take you, shit, uh, two more days. Dude, Walter, when you get out of the hospital, I'm going to be so fucking magic. <laughs> Notice anything different about me, Walter? I'm on fire. <laughs> I'm also wearing a witch's hat like a party witch's hat. <laughs> Notice anything? Is that a wart on your nose? Oh. No, no, I'm a cute witch, not that much. Oh, witch. all right, okay. I got to have right. my pops. So, <laughs> a serial joke. Uh, you're starting to get really tired now. It's it's pretty late. Um, it's like past bar closing time even. So you're starting to get tired. It's been a pretty rough day for you. <laughs> All right, so you're going to wind up crashing out unless you want to stay up later for whatever reason. I was going to... Do you think the bar has an answering machine? Like Sal's office of the bar. Ooh, I don't know if it would. Give me a luck roll. Okay. Yeah, you know what to do. I feel like I should, like... <laughs> I've been in no-call, no-show for a couple days. Yeah. Maybe just, like... 59. No, no luck. No luck. There is no answering machine. Okay. I mean, Walter did at least kind of set the tone a bit, which might not be a good thing, because he did kind of tell him that you borrowed his car and then didn't show up. So, I mean, oh, that might right. be... Okay. Enough to make him worried. Yeah. No, that's good, because then he won't think I'm lying, because I probably call out a lot, and it's like... <laughs> Sal, yeah. I had to walk back from Delaware. It was terrible. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, we're going to say, well, it's bar closing time. Maybe Sal is there. Let's see if he closed up early or not. I'm going to do a roll for that. Till for the night. Yeah, uh, you call up, phone rings a couple times, then you hear someone pick up, and you go, yeah, fireside, we're closed. Mm -hmm. Sal, don't hang up. It's Heather. Oh, Heather, where you been? Uh, it's a really long story. Uh, I got into some pretty big trouble in Delaware, and... You, you, you need any help? Uh, I'm okay now. I'm, I'm back in Philly now, but, uh... I kind of, like, lost Walter's car, and it's a really long story. Holy crap! Walter got kind of hurt, and, uh, I just, I don't think I'm going to be there for a week or so. Well, Heather, um, I'm sorry to hear that, but you don't come in for a week. It's, it's going to be just me running the bar. Which is closing. <laughs> yeah, Permanently. Just... Which is closing, <laughs> but he's still got some... You know, yeah. a couple weeks left. He said, you you want just me running the bar till it closes? Uh, I mean, I, I just don't think it's honestly even safe for me to be there anymore, so... What makes you say that, Heather? Uh, I just ran into some bad people, and now they know me, and they know where I work, and... I've been hearing rumors that Lenny passed away, but I, I don't I don't know if that's true. I did hear that. Our dear friend, Lenny, has uh, has gone to the big bar in the sky. So you you heard it too? Says, yeah, I heard it from uh, from your, your friend, Walter. Have you seen him? Do you think it's true? Says, I haven't seen him around, so 
I mean, why would Walter have a reason to lie? Him and his, uh, him and the detective here that was with them. And she just starts crying. I just start crying. Heather, 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 <laughs> listen, listen. Just calm down, you know, get your bearings about you. But I can't. There's people getting killed, and they're after me. I got kidnapped. Walter's car is, like, stolen, and now you're saying you're going to fire me if I can't come to work? Heather, Heather, I'm sorry. I am sorry. You've been through a lot, clearly. Why don't you take off as much time as you need? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> if you need to take off some time, that's fine. Just remember that there ain't too many days left to make money here. I know. I understand. I'm so sorry. It's all right there, Heather. You just, uh, you take it easy, rest up, and try to cheer up best you can. Okay, I love you, Sal. I'm sorry. <laughs> and he just hangs up. <laughs> the award for most understanding boss of eternity. Sal is the greatest guy with the biggest heart. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little rough on the outside. Who knew, you know? We said catfish, but I'm starting to see more of a teddy bear outline. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Heather, you wind up going to sleep after that, after you have called out, or after you have called Sal. I'm pretty, I'm pretty wiped. I'm probably like, is Raquel still awake or is she? She's still translating stuff, still sitting there with the book, making notes and whatnot. But as soon as you suggest that you're feeling kind of tired, she goes, "Okay, yeah, maybe it's time to turn in." Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Everyone's caught up to the next day now. Uh, let's get back to the future. Back to the future. Let's get back to what uh, Detective Thompson was doing. Um, any of you guys have anything you want to accomplish for the rest of today, for the rest of Sunday? I wanted to call Byberry. All right. I mean, I guess I don't know. After I sleep, since you said it's like two in the morning. Yeah, it's like, it's it's like approaching three like in the morning. Three, yeah, yeah, so okay, you crash out. Um, what time do you want to wake up around? Early, because I want to see if I can call Walter and see if he needs anything. I want to call. Okay, all right. We're gonna say you wake up around nine or so, which is on the early side for Heather. Yes. Um. All right. So you're gonna call what Walter first? Uh, yeah, I'll call Walter first. Walter, uh, you're, as you're holed up in bed and you're looking through your books and everything, you hear a little ring on the phone next to you. Pick it up with haste. Hello? Walter! Hey. You sound okay. How are you feeling? Uh, well, I, I guess a lot better. I, I didn't really do much yesterday but sleep, and uh, they patched me up pretty well. Not that you could see it, but he looks down to his chest and appreciates the bandage job they did. Is uh, how are how are you? Uh, what's it like on the outside? <laughs> well, it's partially an ocean, but I, I can like <laughs> I'll tell you about that. Like at a, I guess at another time. It's just another fun little pretend land that my brain went to oh, no. after getting the dust. Um, but I'm at Raquel's now. She said I could stay here. I don't know for how long, but. <laughs> It seems safe here, so I'm just gonna stay here for a little bit. Man, that's that's so nice of her. Uh, we should 
Maybe do something kind for her later. Heather, as you're talking on the phone, black shit starts to pour out of the ear receiver. You feel it sticky on the side of your head. You pull it away and the black shit starts to cover the side of your face. You can feel it start to uh, creep over your head and face. Walter! Walter! We are Venom. (laughs) (laughs) So, Walter, you start hearing Heather kind of freak out a little bit. Heather, stay with me. What's going on? And can I talk, or is it completely? It's not covering, covering my... your your mouth. It's but it's starting to go over like your eyes and and head. It's slowly dripping down your face. It's like tar. It's coming out of the phone. It's 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 covering me. I can't get it off. Do you want to give a sanity roll? Take a deep breath. Count to ten. Now, what are like the downfalls again? If I give a sanity roll to try and peek out, and if I if you lose, you you only lose one sanity point, but you're still prone to delusions. If you pass, it all goes away. Yeah, for now. I'm gonna roll then. It's like not a downside. Kind of. Once you lose all your sanity, you know what happens. You don't want to get lenied. <laughs> I pass. Woo! Fifteen. All right, nice. your delusions end. Uh, Heather, you see that this phone doesn't have any black shit coming off it. You go to rub your face. It's just your skin. You were freaking out a little bit there, but you realized that it was all in your head. Walter's still like, Heather, you still there? Walter, I, I Walter, can hear you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I just, uh, it's another episode. <laughs> um. oh, Heather, I'm so sorry. Hopefully these will, these will pass soon. I'm scared. This is kind of how Lenny started acting. Is that going to happen to me? You're starting to go down that road. I mean, maybe if, if there's a chance that Lenny is still alive, we can find him. And, well, Heather is delusional. I don't know what to do. Yeah, for real. Why are you going to say <laughs> stuff like that? Well, there's like... Uh... Just, because it just... I didn't hear the tape. <laughs> I just want him to be alive. I know. I almost tried to peel his face off. We all want him to be alive. Except for me. <laughs> <laughs> you love it, you sick fuck. <laughs> Unbelievable. He's like, Heather, I, I don't think Lenny's coming back, but we can get through this together, I promise. Just uh, just, just keep it together a little longer. Uh, I'm probably going to be here for about a week, which kind of reminds me. Okay. Um, do you think you could get me the information that Raquel was working on translating for me before I hit my head? Yeah, that's what I called for initially is to see if you needed anything. I um, started helping Raquel finish translating everything phonetically. I was trying to surprise you and maybe learn some spells in the process. Wow, that's actually great news. Uh, I guess at this point I'm probably about due to get you another raise. (laughs) Tries to make light of the situation a little bit. (laughs) Well, I got some time off from Sal, so not can jet. (laughs) <laughs> yeah with all that going on that's uh that definitely seems high up there on the priority no i'm just kidding heather sal's a hell yeah. of a guy and i miss the fireside already uh so yeah i can i can um i'll bring that to you today maybe we'll finish translating some more all of it i'm not really sure she has the main book so i'm not sure how far we have to go but i'll definitely be down to visit you is there anything else that you want do you have all of your other books? Uh, no, unfortunately, but uh, 
they're in a safe deposit box at the bank. I don't think that they would uh, allow you to get those for me. But, I mean, I do still have some books here with me. And uh, if I could get that other information that Raquel uh, was working on, maybe that would be enough to pass the time anyway. Okay, well, I'll be down there as, as soon as I can. Well, thanks. You're the best. All right. Love you, Walter. Oh. <laughs> Everybody stop dying, please. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get through this, Heather. Lots of love right back at you. All right. So you guys hang out with each other. And, um, Walter, you're pretty much holed up in the hospital for a while. Uh, Thompson, is there anything that you'd like to do for the rest of today? Um, uh, sort of, but I'm not too sure exactly how I would go about it. I think I might just head home for now. Maybe get a little more rest, because I didn't get a lot of sleep. You did not. Um, so rest up at home. We're gonna, that's gonna take us out to... I would have tried to call Walter's house, but not knowing where else to try. Right, so you get an answering machine. Yeah. I don't leave a message. Okay. So, Detective Thompson, you go home, rest up a little bit, get a little power nap in. Heather, you got off the phone with Walter, say around 10 or so. Uh, Detective Thompson, you wake up from your power nap around 11. PM? AM. Unless you want it to be PM, that's fine. No, well. You want to just keep going back to sleep? I'd give it till at least noon. Alright, so you sleep till noon. You wake up, and you're like, oh shit, yeah, I'm still in this apartment. And what do you do from there? Try Walter back. Alright, you get get no answer, just the answering machine again. Hmm. Well, I did ask where the church was when I was we were talking about... What's his face? Dennis? Oh, Bradshaw. No, Bradshaw. Derek Bradshaw. I remember we were talking about it yesterday. I kind of wanted to cruise by there, but I'm not, I'm not entirely sure if I know where it is. I feel like I would have asked. Yeah, you probably would have asked. I mean, we're going to say that Heather has told you uh, where it was in Kensington. And if you knew the name of it, I feel like Luke Thompson is Irish Catholic. Yeah. He- calls everyone by what parish they grew up in instead of like <laughs> he is he is catholic you know I mean? like yeah like he's like oh saint ignatius sure yeah i don't know yeah. it is or whatever that's a good one we'll say that's how it happened you know heather told you it's uh, our lady of suffering or some shit like that and i know where heather's apartment was right yes in South um, so i think first i'll swing by there a little courtesy call okay to get into the apartment building. You see someone get up to the door and uh, use the little key to open the front door. You don't have a key to that front door. Mm-hmm. So give me a persuade roll to convince this person that you belong in there so they can hold the door for you. All right, yeah, I um, kind of stick my foot out as it's closed and I say, oh, 2B, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Say, so just uh, here, check it up on Ginger. Okay. Give me a persuade roll. 23. Uh, what is my persuasion? Oh, I have none. It's only 10, <laughs> so that's a fail. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you want to push it by using one of your other interpersonal skills, like intimidate, uh, charm, 
or flash a badge, uh, intimidate charm, and fast talk. Um, not really. No. No. Okay. But I don't take my foot out of the door. Okay, you don't take your foot out the door. Or maybe that maybe that's the intimidate roll. <laughs> that would be an intimidate roll, but <laughs> okay, I'm pushing it. Yay! <laughs> uh oh, eighteen. Ooh, that's got to be it. That's a hard pass. Nice. All right, Yay. so you have your foot in the door as she's closing it, and uh, you take out your badge, flash it, and go, "Ma'am, I need to get into that apartment." And she goes, "Oh." I'm sorry, officer. And uh, she lets you right in. Excuse me. <laughs> and you push past her. I didn't have to use that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so you push past her, and you go to Heather's apartment. You see that the door, of course, is closed. I knock. You knock on it. There is no answer. Give a listen in. Knock again. Uh, you listen in and you can hear something in there. It sounds like maybe two people having a conversation or something. And then you hear, uh, it kind of fades in and out and give me a listen roll. Lots of rollsies. It almost fell. 26. That has to be a pass, right? It's 20. I'm going to spend six luck. Okay. So as you're listening through this door here, you determine that there's no actual people in there. It just it sounds like it might just be a television commercial or something that you're hearing through the door. Yeah, that's kind of what I was guessing. Yeah. Um I'm gonna do that like slimy cop thing and go ahead and let myself in. Take out my, my log picks. Alright. Look around. Give me a locksmith roll. Uh, 86, I don't believe we'll do it. Nope. Um, you know what? Gonna push it? No, I got too much going on. If I get jammed up here on something extra, then... So you can't pick this lock, just something about it, and you can't quite get it open. As you're trying to get it open, though, you see someone, like, come down the hallway, and you, like, hide hide your lock pick real quick. Yeah, I kind of pull them out and just knock on the door again like I'm waiting. Right. Just to kind of cover for yourself. Play it off uh, before I leave. But you realize you're not going to be able to pick this lock. Then on to... Where was I going? There was somewhere else. Is your meeting with the mystery person today? Not for not for some time. Tonight. Yeah, tonight. The later, the later, the better. Weren't you going to Our Lady of Pizza Parties? Oh, that's right. I was going to swing by the church. Have a look at that. All right. So you head over to the church in Kensington? Kind of do like a cruise, a little drive-by on, on both streets or whatever. The back and the front. So you go behind the church and in front of the church. And uh, behind the church, you see a couple people out there smoking cigarettes as you drive past there. Okay. In front of the church, you don't see much. Uh, what the people out, out back smoking cigarettes, what they look like? Uh, look like younger... Kids, like, you know, like, maybe 18 to early 20s. The stagehands, isn't it? I just wanted to know who it was. <laughs> um, all right, I stopped down the street a little ways. Mm-hmm. I just watched the front. Okay, how long do you watch the front for? 
Uh, maybe a couple hours. A couple hours. Those two have my pager number, so mm -hmm. if anyone tries to contact me, I can handle that. But otherwise... You're out front of there for a few hours. We're going to say it takes you out to 3 o'clock. You don't see anyone come out the front door as you're staking the place mm -hmm. out. Um, I wanted to look into this guy at the precinct, but I didn't want to have to go down there if I mm -hmm. didn't have to. It's your day off, after all. Well, and yeah, the police chief is a snake man who's on to me, so... Oh, there's that, too. There's that, yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so I think um, maybe I take a short break from what I'm doing, get some food and a drink, and come back and watch some more. All right. Uh, Thompson, you spend a lot of time out there. The whole time, you don't see anyone come out that front door. As the sun's going down, whatever, are they got any lights on inside or? Uh, there are lights on inside. You see through the stained glass windows uh, yeah. that there is definitely some light emanating from inside. Okay. Um, I'm not going to approach just yet, given the story I heard. Detective Thompson, you wait another hour. It is now 7 p.m. Okay. All right. At that time, you see the front doors open. Oh, oh. You see a bunch of very, very haggard, tired-looking people come out. Zombies. They, uh, they're all kind of dragging their feet, you know. Uh, they, look, <laughs> <laughs> they look conscious and uh, aware of their surroundings and everything, but they just look really, really tired. That's showbiz, baby. Well, it checks out with uh, what I hear about this director working his, uh, his puppets to exhaustion. So you see these people get out, they get in the car. Some of them look like they're carpooling, but they, uh, they drive away. Do I see anyone that looks like they might be carpooling that would fit the description of Ginger? You do not, actually. Hmm. This director, he certainly has a favorite. I don't like that. It's weird. It's, I think it's a weird thing. <laughs> Something weird going on. <laughs> How many people leave? Uh, if you're keeping count. Yeah. There are a total of 25 people you see leave. And do I see the, uh, the stagehands that were smoking? Do they leave as well? Yeah, the people that you saw out back smoking, they have left. It's a good amount of people. There can't be many people left. I'm curious. Um, was there a payphone nearby? Yes. Yeah. We'll say about a block away, there's a payphone. All right, get out of the car walk to the payphone okay is it within view of the church it is within view of the front of the church yes cool i'd like to just chime in here too because this might play into it time wise uh walter probably would have checked in with thompson at some point today um probably his pager just because it's a little more discreet so i mean it may kind of play into this okay well walter Did you, you say it was after seven yeah you could page him after seven <laughs> Oh, okay. Maybe he fell asleep during the day then. Yeah, well, Mike you're still recovering, there. Walter, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. All right, around 7 o'clock, right after you see these people leave there, Thompson, you get a buzz on your pager. Well, that's convenient. I was just about to walk to the payphone. Yeah. <laughs> Random-ass uh, hospital number, I guess. So I do so, and I call the number on the buzzer. Okay. Uh, Walter, your phone starts to ring. Clears his throat and... Hello. So, yeah, uh, Walter? It's Luke. Uh, Thompson? Yeah, 
Yeah, of course. Great. Uh, good to hear you. Um, hey, uh, I just wanted to check in. Uh, I had hoped I'd be out of here a little sooner, but looks like the hospital is going to keep me about a week. Uh, plenty of time to read some books, eh? I suppose so. Uh, doesn't seem like you'll be going anywhere. Might not be a bad thing. Um, yeah, I didn't really want to be hemmed up here, but you might be right. So I'm at a, I'm at that church. Uh, Our Lady of Suffering, was it? The uh... It was Our Lady of Suffering, I believe. Oh, nice. I've uh, been watching for a while. Seems like everyone just left, but... Well, I suppose I should back it up a little bit here. Um, I called Byberry. She was checked out. Ginger, that is. Uh, by the director, today. I mean, if he's not here with her, then that would explain why she didn't walk out the door, but he hasn't left, and neither has she. Maybe they're up to something... Well, I mean, I'm sure they're up to something no good. Probably against her will, but... Uh, you know, I, I don't uh, mean to doubt your capabilities, Luke, but uh, I don't think it's the best idea to go in there alone. Heather and I were... We, we could have been trapped in there pretty easily. I mean, we we made a break for it, and we got lucky, but... You know, I mean, if anything, if they were to get you know get over on you, you'd you'd be completely alone there. True, but, well, you are right. If nobody's in there, though, if it's just the two of them, I'm not too worried about it, but maybe now isn't the time. I mean, I can't really call the cops on him. I have no proof of anything, but if this book he has is as powerful or as dangerous as you people seem to think, uh, maybe now is the time. Well, yeah, I mean... Part of the reason that Heather and I ran into so much trouble is because we were so greatly outnumbered, but, uh, I mean, you would have the the odds on your on your favor in that regard if it's just, uh, you know, him and her and uh, against you, but uh, you, you gotta you gotta realize, I mean, he, he's dangerous in ways that we may not know. I mean, he had control of her. I suppose uh, he could always... Yeah, he could always use her against Heather again, I suppose, or you. So uh, maybe it's not the right time. He uh, he was extremely. Uh, I mean, I can't I can't stress how angry and upset he was when Heather took that book before. So I mean, it must be important. Must be really important to him, and probably by that very bad for all of us. I'm not sure what to recommend, Luke. You uh, you got any backup you could take with you? Anybody at the precinct who would uh, cover your ass? <laughs> he kind of chuckles. He says, yeah, maybe, um, but maybe not this time. I guess I'll check back in there. What time were you there when you were there, if you recall? I'm wondering if they uh, end their practice or whatever at the same time every night. Maybe I won't have to wait all afternoon. Hmm. That's a good point. Um, I basically tell him as much information as I can remember about the night. Okay. Um, if I remember right, it was a little later at night when you guys were there last time. Oh, so they they don't really keep to a schedule then. Well, I'll keep it in the back of my mind. Um, Speaking of mind, uh, I guess mind control is tiring work. <laughs> I would imagine whatever he's up to has got to be quite tiring. World domination, conquest, or destruction, whatever it was. <laughs> One of those. That'll wear you out. <laughs> well, you know, um, it really would be good to get our hands on that book, though. 
You know, Damn I uh, looked into the autopsy and uh, I saw the body. Lenny's body? Exactly. I read over the autopsy and kind of helped myself to the remains. There was something omitted which has me a little worried. He had what looked like fang marks, puncture wounds, uh, his collar blade about this wide. And he points to his, like, his eye teeth, but he's on the phone. He's on the phone. <laughs> uh, he's about this wide. <laughs> he's like, um... Don't worry, Thompson. I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says, um, seems like, uh, what was it, arsenic? Arsenic. Seems like uh, they're calling it arsenic poisoning that killed him. Uh, they're saying he had a, a suicide pill in his mouth and he swallowed it during the autopsy. Well, not during the autopsy. During, or, the... Uh, during the interview. Yeah. yeah, in the interview room in the precinct. That's right. I hope not during the autopsy. It's an early autopsy. Does that match up with any of the spells that I had read about in the books that I have? No, it doesn't. But, Walter, you do remember that the Ophidians are masters of poisons and toxins. Yeah, I mean, that's what I meant. Not spells, rather. Does it match up with any of the toxins that we know they can create? It might match up with their venomous bite, particularly those puncture runes. You know that they have an extremely strong venomous bite. Alright, uh, well then in that case you hear uh, Walter flipping around through some pages and he reads the uh, section about that and, uh, you know, tries to match up anything. Says, uh, best I can tell, this might be what they used on him, based on what you're telling me. He kind of sighs a little, so now I have to uh, worry about the chief of police biting me the next time I see him. Wonderful. Yeesh. Yeah, I got some bad news that, uh, he might be on to me. It's about all I know. Spoke oh, with somebody on the phone, a mysterious voice. Meeting with them later. Hopefully it all goes well. They seem to know about Ophidians and the chief of police. I can't imagine who it could be. Could be a trap, but I don't know. They seem to say all the right uh, things. Yeah, that sounds like a trap. Who else would know about the Ophidians? Aside from the professors, you, Heather, myself... The other Ophidians, perhaps? Yeah. The mob, the major five. I, yeah. Brightly, Winklespect, McLeod. Ted Koppel. Everybody. Yeah. Bad yeah. Boy. The <laughs> Yeti. Look, this has got to be some kind of trap. Uh, call in your backup, at least, man. Make sure somebody can watch you. Don't do this alone, please. Get some rest, Walter. We'll be in touch. I'll keep this number. Yeah. Good luck, then. All right, so you hang up with him. And, uh... Uh, Yeah? I walk back to my car at this point, and I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna screw around. Uh Uh-huh. Get in any trouble. He's he's probably not wrong. I'm not gonna call for backup yet, either, though. I do have someone in mind, but, um... I think I'm gonna just go home and... Get some food and then make that call to Whisper Voice. So you go home, do that... Heather, what would you like to do in the meantime? Um, I'm going to call Byberry. All right. So you give Byberry a call, and the uh, front desk answers, and they say, uh, yes, Byberry Mental Hospital, what can I do for you? Um, hi, I'm just trying to get a hold of... Uh, so I have a quick like side question. Sure, go for it. Did, did she have any siblings? Like, should she have a sister, Ginger? Give me a luck roll. 
Okay. But you don't have her family lineage? You don't have individual stories for everyone in... <laughs> 48. It doesn't pass, sorry. Alright. She's an only child, as far as you know. Okay. Then I'm just gonna say it. I'm calling for Ginger Fredrickson. She goes, okay, uh, let me go check that out real quick. She puts it on hold for a second. And then she comes back. Do, 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 do. Then she, you hear her pick back up and she goes, uh, yes, uh, Miss Fredrickson was checked out in the custody of one Derek Bradshaw. What? She's like, yeah. Bradshaw, uh, Derek Bradshaw was the name. Did you guys get any ID from him or anything? Says, yeah, we did. He's the reason she's in there. Uh, excuse me? He's who made her go insane. She goes, um, I don't know if that's true. She, when we release someone to uh, the custody of a person, they have to go willingly. Don't you guys do ch background checks on the person that's checking out an insane person? They ask for the ID of the person, get their address and everything, and then they release them to their custody. Do you do you happen to have his address? We do have the address here, ma'am, but that is confidential information, I'm afraid. But I really need it. You can do a persuade roll, <laughs> but you got to figure out something. You got to think of how you're going to do it. Okay. Persuade, like not charming, not like super charming. Oh, you can try. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, she's my roommate, and she was having a lot of trouble, and all my stuff is locked in the apartment because when you guys came and got her, all my keys were in there. Everything's in there. I don't have any family that lives around here. I've been just staying on couches. I have to get a hold of her, and she's not there. Good one. Give me a persuade roll. Mm -hmm. That was that was some good good lying. Thank you. Solid. Thank you. Fifty-seven. Um. I have forty. Do you have enough luck? Or do you want to push it? I'll tell you what. You can try to push it using another interpersonal skill. The interpersonal skills are charm, persuade, intimidate, and fast talk. Okay. I'll try charm. Okay. You can try to charm the shit out of her. She says to you, ma'am, I'm sorry, but really we're only supposed to let this information out to family I totally understand, and it's, I, like, you're, I know you're just doing your job. I'm sure you've seen her when she came in. She was just in a bad way, and I feel so bad because I'm the one that called on her. She was just acting crazy, and I was worried she was going to hurt herself, but okay. I just care about her so much, and I want to make sure she's okay. This guy makes me really nervous. Okay, give me a charm roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, oh my god. No, 88. 88. I have 60. And I guess you can't 
Is that that's a push roll? That's a push roll. You can't spend luck on it. Okay. And she says to you, ma'am, um, as much as I would like to give you the information, I'm afraid that we just simply cannot. If there's anything else I can help you out with, please let me know. Otherwise, um, I'm gonna have to go. Okay, thank you so much for your help. All right, so she hangs up with you. I'm going to ask my cop friend if he can get it anyway later. <laughs> All right. So, Heather, what are you doing for the rest of the afternoon here? Um, I'm going to bring Walter. I guess I'll help translate more if she's still doing that or if she's still interested in doing that now. All right. Um, so, yeah, you can help her out with that for the next couple hours here. If, if I may, he does work at the same place that the person you're hanging out with does. They might have his... You might, I, mean, I don't know if it might come to you. Well, like, maybe, maybe she hears me begging on the phone. Uh-huh. Plus, I'm going to, I'm going to tell her what happened when I got off the phone. Okay. Because I'm a basket case human. All right. So you tell Raquel everything that happened while you were on the phone. She says, if you're really nervous about Professor Bradshaw and everything that he could do, you know, I could get into the school records and find his address for you. Oh my God, that would be amazing. I didn't even think of that. She says, we're going to have to wait till tomorrow to do it, though. That's that's fine. I mean, I wasn't getting it now anyway, so anything is a is a help. All right. So she is going to do that tomorrow. Get you the uh, address of Derek Bradshaw, if she can. And that'll take us out to the nighttime. Uh, I'll bring Walter his shit, I guess. Yeah, okay. Bring him some food and whatnot, because the hospital food sucks, obviously. Of course. I'll bring him some coffee, some good coffee, not hospital coffee. Nice. And I maybe sneak in, like, a little bottle of, like, Tullamore Dew (laughs) in my pocket for him. Oh, damn. One of those little airplane bottles. Yeah. Nice. Cruising in style tonight. Guys, Heather's been sober for, like, two days. I was just thinking that. Shit. Wild. So unlike your mother. <laughs> <laughs> so you show up to the hospital with some food, goodies, and what else did you bring? The books and then anything that we translate it. Well, no, the, the books I had. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. The books are innocent. It's his, the translations. Okay. And maybe like another cardigan. Okay. <laughs> of course, he's a cardigan wearer, obviously. Uh, all right. So you bring him some stuff and the uh, translation of the books. Walter, you get this, uh, what is pretty much the full translation at this point. It is later on in the night, though. Um, yeah, this will do perfectly. Uh, give me something to do, for sure. Well, I guess when I'm not plotting lines for future reference. Mm-hmm. He looks kind of bored when he says that, rolls his eyes a little bit. <laughs> so, all right, you got the translated notes there, Walter. Um, we're going to say that you guys, after you have visited him, Heather, and you guys have done... Wait, there's one other thing, though, I wanted to say to uh, Heather specifically. Um, you know, Heather, uh, Luke called me and said that he was staking out the church. Um, I don't know if he was willing to bring backup in on this, but maybe this could be something... Uh, I, I don't know if you wanted any payback or if this is personal with you and Ginger, but maybe, uh, you know, you could help Luke... You know the place better than any of us do, and it's too dangerous to go alone, is what I'm getting at. 
This is where playing this game is so hard because my normal brain is like, no fucking way. But I feel like Heather would definitely do it. Uh So it's fucking weird. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah, I want some payback. Yeah. Like, she'd be like, fuck yeah. She's like, I'm going to fucking kill him. And especially that Nate. I'm going to kill Walter. Getting you into more trouble. (laughs) 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 Or teetering as it is. Like, oh, you know, you were having some episodes earlier. But, like, if you want to go get some, like, psycho with cosmic powers. I know spells now. We could have a spell off. <laughs> you don't know spells yet. You got some more studying to you do. You still got some. You got some more studying to do. Still, Leviosa. <laughs> no, it takes a long time. Yeah, I was studying for weeks. Yeah, two days. It takes two days. Sometimes. Well, when you're extreme. we roll dice, it's two days. <laughs> this time, <laughs> you got the extreme. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Thompson, what are you doing now? It's it's getting later. I had a phone call to make yeah, you do. to my favorite whispery voice, oh, yeah. but not yes. the one that costs like $5 a minute. No. <laughs> and, and not Yuki. Oh, it's the, yeah, it's a different one. She's no fun. All Yuki does is scream when you call her. <laughs> uh, mana echoes from the sewer. Yeah. Oh. It's probably still really cute, though. I don't know why. It's all gutted. What did we do with those again? Aren't they in a trash they're, bag in... They're in They're in Raquel's house. Can we get, like, totes? Yeah. Tupperware? Um, didn't Didn't Thompson take them? Because he was like, did anybody want these? I thought you said you had, like, somebody who could look at them. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I said maybe. I was hoping one of those science nerds would have taken them, but whatever. <laughs> I could have sworn you was a nerd. Well, it's a good thing it's cold out. They're still in my trunk. I forgot. Yep. Check out these skins, science bitch. Um... Probably put some ice around them or something like that. I don't know. But I leave them for the time being in my trunk. Um, And I make that phone call. All right. You make that phone call. It is around 10 o'clock at night now. And you hear on the other end of the phone, Yes, hello. It's um, Luke. Yes, Luke. Detective Thompson. When did you want to meet? If you would like to meet now, I am free. He gives you the address of a home in Logan. Yeah, same address as before. Oh, he already gave you the address. I'm sorry. All right. Um, then I guess I'm cruising toward Broad Street. I'm heading up to Logan. Yeah, so you head up to Logan. And uh, the address that he gives you, the house is very dilapidated. Like, pieces of the concrete stairs going up are missing. Awesome. Uh, the It has a big porch on the front, but, like, the railing on it has fallen over. Does it say Haunted House on it, or I just assume it's It doesn't actually like... say Haunted House on it, but it has all the callings of it. I threw a bitch in Halloween parties here. Um, Curse. I kind of just shake my head as I, uh, you know, carefully make my way up the front steps. Um, yeah. I'm... I am packing, you know, I'm wearing my heater. I'm strapped, if you will. I see. Okay. Um, Got your strap on. But I also have my taser kind of close at hand, my jacket pocket. Okay. So what do you do? Knock on the door, ring the doorbell? I tase the fuck out of that door. No, I knock. (laughs) So you knock on the door. You hear from inside the door, yes, who is it? So I look around. See if I see him. I'm watching. I say it's Luke. And you hear from inside. Yes, one minute. And after a couple seconds, uh, the door opens, 
and you see a rather attractive woman opening the door. With a snake face? No. Snake tail? What do her fingers look like? <laughs> what do her fingers? <laughs> Show me those fingies. Take off those socks. <laughs> She's got, uh, you know, red painted nails on. Snake toes, just like I thought. I knew it. Oldest trick in the book. <laughs> She's, she has pale skin, but brunette hair. Very intense green eyes. Hmm. Um, she's dressed wearing a uh, a house coat, but you know, kind of like you can still see a little cleavage peeking through. Is it Kim Cattrall from Big Trouble? <laughs> um, I say, um, and she goes, "Oh, you must be Detective Thompson. Why don't you come in?" I kind of make a face and look back again and step into the house. Okay. You step into the house, and uh, she closes the door behind you. And she says, uh, can I get you anything? Um, coffee, water, uh, we have some crackers and stuff. You want a little snack? I'm looking around while she's going on like that, kind of taking in my immediate surroundings. So you're looking around the, the room, and you see like the ceiling has cracks in it. Um, there's big like watermarks on it. Uh, wallpaper around here is peeling off. The place just looks like a shithole. I say, no, thank you. Uh, does it look like anyone lives here? It almost doesn't. Okay. Uh, the lights still work and stuff, so you assume the house isn't totally abandoned. Um, I say, uh, so, um, you contacted me. Uh, how is it you know about me, and what do you know? Shall we get right to business? She turns around and goes, she says to you, well, detective, if we're all business, then let's be all business. And her human face starts to like fade away. And you start to see a large reptilian face peek forward. Her form changes. She starts to grow what looks like a long tail. Her arms become a bit more uh, protrusive. Her legs become stumpier. And then you see in front of you, what you have been led to believe all this time is an ophidian. And we're going to end the episode there. <laughs> you the dragon lady. I started picturing the you dragon sexy, lady. sexy, sexy snake lady. The one she transforms behind the paper screen in Big Trouble. Right? It's like claymation, yeah. stop motion kind of. It's awesome. That's a pretty cool one. That's great. <laughs> wow. I saw an ophidian. Yeah. So, Ooh, so I can obviously like... tell the difference. We're going to have to start next episode with a sanity roll. That sounds like a sanity roll right there if I ever But I can tell one. the difference between Yuki in, like, escape snake form and an ophidian with the stumpy legs. Yeah, this thing looks like... Does it got titties, though? It does not have titties. <laughs> does it? That is important. <laughs> I was actually going to... I was going to tell you to draw a sexy snake. <laughs> you ain't got no mammary glands. Nah. You ain't even that cute no more. I bet you lay eggs. <laughs> <laughs> she might be viviparous. Mm. Eggs can crack. Hopefully you guys can crack this case. But until next time, everyone remember, sanity is overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
just for a note too, what day of the week is Sunday? What day of the week is Sunday? Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, day of the month, rather. Oh, I see. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Sunday is Sunday. Don't tell him. He's got to learn how to do weeks. I like to say it's the seventh day of the week. Some people think it's the first. I don't know what's up with calendars, but it drives me nuts. 